Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast with Lauren and Mia. <laughs> and so we're super excited for our third episode because today we are talking about back to school. Yes. So which is such a trending topic as most of you guys are going back to school. Even for those of you going to back to work or like back to the office and for the first time in a long time, um, or maybe you're starting like college for the first time, you're gonna be on a college campus like for the first time ever. So this will like very much apply to you. But before we even get started, we just wanted to say that we were really sad this week. Um, if you guys didn't know, Haiti had another earthquake um, since they had an earthquake in 2010, which was super detrimental and affected the country and still affects the country. And now they've had a second earthquake. Um, and with the president assassination, there's just so much going on in this country, which we're from Haiti, but, um, never gets a break. Yeah. So uh, in the last earthquake, which was 2010, um, we saw our family like dealing with uh, you know, all the craziness and the, the, the country's already dealing with a lot of like political turmoil and then you add like all these environmental disasters into the mix and it's just, you know, it's a lot. So they can't seem to catch a break. It's like one thing after the, another. So if you do have a second, um, figure out a way that you can like maybe donate, like you could send um, non-perishable foods, you can send clothes, uh, you can send money. Um, but yeah, we just want to put that out there. We're praying for Haiti and put, you know, good thoughts into the universe. Yeah. Um, and anything you can do makes such a difference. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get right into it. We have a really packed episode for you today. So we have a list of 10 things to get ready for back to school or going back to the office, as Mia said. And so this list, honestly, I'm very proud of myself and Mia. I don't think it's that basic. I've never seen a list like this. Usually back to school stuff, it's like your basic like Target run, Walmart run, whatever. Like, we have some really great content that we're gonna share with you. So Mia, do you wanna run through the list of the list of 10 things to do when getting ready to go back to school? Yeah, so number one, we have set your boundaries. Number two, minding your business, which is so underrated. I'm excited for that one. Daily routines and habits. We've got number four at um, outgrowing friends, which is like pretty interesting topic. Um, self-care, super important. Number six, looking good and feeling good um, and how, how you look correlates to like how you're gonna perform at work and at school. And then number seven, we've got self-awareness. Number six, fitness. Number, wait, 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 wait number I'm eight. sorry, okay. number eight. I never said I was good with numbers. <laughs> um, wait, number nine, we've got nutrition and diet. And then number 10, we're gonna give you some advice when it comes to your expenses, how to like save money, how to manage your money. So this applies to like both genders, um, a, a, a range of ages. I feel mm -hmm. like anyone like high school through like probably post-grad college could um, relate to a lot of these. So. Or if you're going back to, you know, high school, yeah, as you said, high school, middle school, even middle school, honestly, like a lot of these tips, um, college, grad school, any of those places, you're starting a new year, start off on the right foot. And I love starting off with a good mindset and goals and just, you know, feeling fresh. Yes, very important. Um, so before we gonna, dive in, okay. if you haven't seen the other episodes, do yourself a, a, a favor. Oh my gosh, why am I stuttering? I get so nervous on camera. Um, do yourself a favor, go watch those old episodes. We are at episode number four right now. Correct. Um, and if you have a chance, definitely subscribe if you're watching on YouTube and rate if you're watching on or listening on Spotify or Apple Music. Awesome, Mia. Thank you for the little pitch. Yeah, I, I got to do it. <laughs> um, so we're going to just go through this list and give you our thoughts, give you some advice. 
And so we've, for each one, we've kind of drafted out what's important, given some real life examples so that you can take away um, from this podcast, just some great content that you can use for your day-to-day life. And so our first one, set your boundaries. So I think Mia is going to start off with this one because this was your idea. I'm a really big advocate of setting boundaries. And I think it's um, very much also underrated the same way minding your business is. It's one of those things that people sometimes gets a bad connotation. Um, But setting your boundaries is going to, at least in my case, I found Mm -hmm. preserves a lot of my relationships. Um, I feel like that. When you, can you explain that more? Like, yeah. what do you mean? Okay, so today, you know, with cell phones, Apple Watches, all of that, like, my, my cell phone literally just dinged. Yeah. So it's like people can reach you literally 24-7. Um, you know, your text messages is popping up on your, your Apple Watch 24-7 on your laptop. And I feel like people just never get a break. And for some people, they don't mind that, especially extroverted people. But in the case of someone like myself, who's a little bit more on the introverted side- you're in the middle. I'm kind of in the middle- But more towards introverted. A little bit more towards introverted. Um, I need my boundaries. I need my me time. um, And I can't constantly be available to people. There are people who make themselves available to everybody else 24-7. If you ask them to hang out on any day of the week, they're going to be down. They're going to drop anything, you know, and that, yeah, they enjoy that. that. I'm absolutely not that kind of person. Um, and that kind of plays into why I'm so big on boundaries because I have my time for socializing. I have my time for, um, self-care. I have my time for my different things. Mm -hmm. So I ran into an issue where people kept calling me, especially like freshman year of college. What did they call you? People would be like, oh, you're so Hollywood. Oh my gosh. Um, you have Just from not answering a text or from... Yeah. They'd be like, oh, I can never reach you. Like, why don't you like respond faster? Like all this stuff. And it's like, I don't know it's not that I'm Hollywood it's just that maybe you take time for yourself I take time for myself and you're not always available yes and I think that's really important I think it's important to understand to it's give yourself permission to take a break from social media to take a big break from answering like you are constantly available I know if you have kids or if it's a safety thing uh make sure that you someone can reach you but the reality is I don't think I think that's great a great um, idea just to for an hour a day for whenever you're doing your self-care whatever it is just to be like I'm not answering right now mm-hmm. I'm taking me time I don't like to be constantly on my phone uh, I know screen time is not good for me but also just like I like to do things um yeah I just, just read it do things at my own pace I'm not like constantly like you know walking and texting and like responding for, to messages and I got accused a lot of times of like playing games and like you know, mm-hmm. and just being playing like hard to get. And it's like, I'm really not, I just have shit going on, yeah. you know? And I also think with that, for me, setting boundaries, um, what's really important with setting boundaries is to give yourself permission. If you're the friend who always is giving people life advice, boy advice, if people are just barging into a room and like unpack, I had a friend in high school, people would have a bad day and just run to her because they knew she was so good at giving advice. Oh my God. And so they'd just be in her room and just trying to do homework and they were like, oh, I had a bad day. This boy broke up with me or not broke up with me, but just any type of thing, boy related, you know, drama, they were the ones 
um, they were the ones always giving advice or if you're the type of friend to always be like hosting something in your own personal True. space and it if takes you're over. always hosting the pregame like at your room and then you have a mess in your room like the next day and nobody else is offered yeah. to host like or maybe, even you're not even a pregame even if someone sorry to interrupt you but like okay. even if someone you have the you always host your friends all the time not even pregame yeah. wise like you have the the space on campus where it's the best type of place for everyone to meet after school or whatever you just need to say no sometimes or take the time for yourself. Set your boundaries and be like, hey, you guys spent a lot of time this weekend. Can we go to someone else's house? Um, ask for that. Tell people you can't. If you're always giving that advice, say, I'm sorry, but I need to take some me time because it drains you. Yeah. And you want to be refreshed. You want to have energy to hang out with people, to be social. But at the same time, um, don't just set your boundaries and it's okay. Give yourself permission to do that. To put yourself first. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you have to, like, tell people what your boundaries are. People aren't going to know. And if you find that somebody's, like, upsetting you and you're like, why did they do X, Y, and Z? Like, I, I don't like that. There, People cannot read your mind. And I know it can be hard to, like, advocate for yourself sometimes. I feel like we're not really trained or taught to do that a mm -hmm. lot of the time. But you're going to be so much better off in the long run. I, when I didn't set my boundaries, like I would end up resenting my friends or my family because I'd be like, they're not like- They're stepping on, stepping stepping on, my, on toes. my toes. Um, I'm so, walking on eggshells that you haven't talked about. You haven't figured out for yourself what your boundaries are. So yeah. set those. So that's our first, that's our first one. Our second tip for you guys is to mind your business. Mm. And I think it is so important especially when you guys get into the middle of the school year and there's some drama going on mm -hmm. to take yourself out of those situations. I know for me, just avoid drama, avoid putting yourself in unnecessary business because it does take a toll on you. And I want to say after graduating and looking back, I, there are so many times where I regret um, not regret, home. but any type of drama I had in, in college, I'm like, damn, that was a waste of time. Like, mm -hmm. I wish I had spent that energy being with them or figuring it out quickly, issue out quickly. Yeah. So we could have, you only have a certain a lot amount of time with people. Four years is one thing, but it goes fast. So for me, like, I always regret all the drama I had in college for the most part. I so regret it. It's and a waste I wish, of time. Exactly. I wish yeah. we had just gotten it over with, not kind of, um, Pulled, not pulled it out but like we just we kind of there was times where it could have been dealt with in a shorter amount of time yeah some people like feed off of drama which I also don't like um that's like a huge red flag in like anyone like friend dating whatever it is but I think you're so much better off just you know getting to the point of what the issue is or just staying out of it there's always that one friend in every friend group I feel like who feels finds a need to involve themselves in every single issue and you're like hey how are you even involved in this problem like, even if you're they're not, not even, involved yeah. yeah they have to be like the um like the peacekeeper like coming in to like manage things and that a lot of the times it just makes it worse like people feel like they need to choose sides um and especially at work i feel like that's a big thing mind your business to a T. Yeah. People bring their like outside drama to the office and these um, are your coworkers. These yeah. are not your friends. Yes. I'm a big advocate of like go to work, do your job, do it well, and then go home. Yep. I love you that. Know? I love that. And I wanted to give an example for you guys. So this I'm talking about drama, minding your business. Um, and for me, I had a friend group this year, which I really loved with a huge friend group. Yeah. And at the end of the, at the end of the day, the front, some of the people didn't like each other in the friend group. So it split everything in two and it just became so hard to 
we were used to doing social activities and going out all together. So now it became like, how does this, how do we navigate the rest of our senior year? And I wish we had figured out sooner and just like, I was minding my business and I kind of loved that. Like they had their own drama mm-hmm. and I personally, I did not want to get involved. And I asked, they were very respectful. And I think if you are having drama, don't involve people who don't need to be involved. Like there's no reason to be, you know, making people pick sides. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's fair as a friend to do that, but really just like they didn't involve me, which I really respected. So I could focus on my schoolwork. I could focus on just caring about each friend group and, you know, not having my view tinted of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but really just try to just nip it in the butt. And if you don't have to be involved, run away, like yeah. stay neutral. I or, think- even tell them, you know, someone's about to tell you like, oh, I hate so-and-so because just be like, you can say like, I feel uncomfortable because I'm friends with so-and-so and mm-hmm. I just or like, don't like, I don't really involved. know them, so I don't have an opinion. Yeah. Um, I think another reason people get involved in drama all the time is because they don't want to focus on themselves Ooh, and deal okay. with their own issues. Um, some people are just like afraid to be alone or to address the stuff that they have that they need to work on. So they spend all their energy focusing outside of themselves um like kind of as a distraction so that is our tip for minding your business yeah and then our next i definitely think that's very underrated tip is all about the daily habits which i'm so excited to talk about i think habits are everything um and so especially when you're living in college for the first time Mm -hmm. You got to figure out your own schedule and your what what works for you. So well, my, like you're coming from high school where your parents probably told you what to do and when for a very long time. You had probably had a very structured schedule for the last four years. Like get up at a certain time, class starts. You know, you have your classes, you have your sports, you have your after school activities. Go home. You know, for a very long time, and now you're in college, and it's like I have all this time, and it's really up to me to do whatever I want. Um, so my tip for this, I would say, yeah, is just yeah. to acknowledge that, especially if you're new and you're coming in, it's okay. You're going to make mistakes and yeah. you're going to have to figure out what your schedule is. And if you keep missing that Monday class and you keep feeling really tired for it and like missing it, realize, oh, you know, I'm going to do X on Sunday night. I'm going to go to bed earlier. I'm going to set my alarm. I'm going to make sure I don't get breakfast in the dining hall. I'm actually going to get a granola bar, so not late. Like, yeah. you figure that out, but don't be so hard on yourself. Like, it takes time, and... It's all trial and error at the end of the day. Like, it's going to take you, if not, like, a few semesters, um, maybe a few years to actually, like, get a schedule down. Yes. So, and I know, Mia, you have a night, a good night routine yeah, that you One of my, like, do. big things for me is my night routine. So after I'm, like, done with work or done with classes, I finish my studying for the day. That is, like, my sacred me time so don't talk to her then <laughs> don't talk to me I'm not answering like phone like text messages if I'm on social media it's very briefly for like a specific reason and I come home I light my candles I've got like my LED lights very zen in my room and um I change I take a night, nice shower I'm a night shower you work. do this during the school year <laughs> yes I do this during the school year um and then you know I'll take a shower it feels so good to get into bed freshly showered at night and then I'll do my journaling, um, and I'll, you know, journal about, like, what my day was like, um, I'll look, like, kind of reflect on, like, highlights of the day, that kind of thing, um, and that's, like, my, you know, that's, like, my me time. What I love about that is that people, ooh, I feel like people don't 
real like they focus on the morning I focus on my morning routine Mm -hmm. but in college you don't think about focusing on a night routine especially in the beginning you're like partying you're getting you just kind of just go to bed everything's very rushed it is very rushed so it's good that by the end of your you're a senior now so now you kind of figured out what gets you ready for the next day and makes you feel just I wake up feeling so refreshed oh my gosh um I have if you want to elevate your night routine um, I'm all about elevating everything. So tip for elevating your night routine, get yourself some matching pajama sets if you don't have them already. They make such a difference. They, they literally make you feel so just We both like, have some. I have my cheetah one. She has her like... I have pink. a like black and pink um, silk set. And silk is so comfortable to sleep in. So... I, I just to, feel rich. I feel bougie. I know. I feel so I feel bougie. Sleep, yeah. I used to sleep... I went through a phase of, like, sleeping in, like, big t-shirts, which is pretty comfortable also, but this is just a whole different level. Like, light your candles, spend an hour reading a book that you actually like. Um, I think reading at night is actually so nice. Like, I fall asleep so much faster, um, and then I'll do my journaling, and then I sleep so well, I wake up refreshed. So if you can, like, figure out an, a, a routine... I know you have a good night... A morning routine. Yeah, so mine's a little bit different. I have... If you guys are looking to start your day off right, I think in the morning, it's... For me, I personally feel like the morning is more important than the night. Mm-hmm. So I... Because you're fresh, you're just... You've just woken up. Everything's, like, new. You have so much more hope. Like, it sounds crazy, but everything's new in the morning for me. So mm-hmm. you that... Um, so I just start by doing some meditation, uh, five minutes on Spotify, focusing on my breathing, listening to like a playlist, anything like that. And then after I do my journaling. And so I, there's the five minute journal gratitude book. I have never bought that. So I just use a journal my mom got for me at Marshall's. Such a great investment. I think anyone should journal, guy or girl, doesn't matter. I think that focusing on, I take one page, Mm -hmm. I write down everything I'm grateful for, for that day or for yesterday. Like why and because so I'm grateful for for example like this morning I'm grateful for my coffee because it's able to energize me or I'm grateful that we had a successful move out because now Mia set up for her school year you know you want to say why you're actually like, the because is very important mm-hmm. but yeah I fill up a page and I just feel do not talk to me first of all do not talk to me she's before. not kidding either she do does I get every so morning. mad yeah. oh, I do if you talk to me before I've done this I'm not as like perky and nice and fun I need to first do my meditation I need to be in the right headspace and just be very grateful and feel very like refreshed I felt so bad for my housemates because if they were knocking on my door before I've done this I am such a grumpy bitch you're not a morning no person, I'm not no. I'm not a morning person. at least so, not before you do your routine so talk to me after I'll feel so much better um but and yeah. she's not kidding she actually meditates and sits there and I'm see you have to figure out what works for you because I can't do a morning routine like that. Like, I have my, like, ritual. Like, I do X, Y, and Z, like, one, two, three. But it's not, like, very set in stone the way you do it. I'm not taking time to meditate. I'm not taking time to journal in the morning. But that's because I've seen so much good come to my life. No, I know. I'm just saying, for me, when I get up in the morning, I need to start moving my body as fast as I possibly can. I yes. feel like I'm already like 10 steps behind and I feel like if I don't oh get God. out of bed and start moving, I'm gonna go right back to sleep. So I I don't think that would work for me personally. Yes, and I have to say it before, you're so right. I had a lot of classes my senior year that started at 11.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. or 12 p.m. I was never having to do an 8 a.m. when I did this. I still mm-hmm. get up, you know, I get up around 8.39 a.m. So I have, and I'm not rushing in the mornings. Mm. So I think it really depends on your I have the advantage of not having something super early in the morning so I don't feel stressed and rushed. Yeah. But like figure out what works for you, you know? So yeah, that is our 
tips for daily routines and habits. And now we're gonna go into outgrowing friends, which I feel like can be outgrowing friends, excuse me, which I feel like can be a tricky subject. But what I wanna say is that with outgrowing friends, it happens, it is a natural process of life. Mm -hmm. Don't be so hard on yourself. You are going to meet so many different people in college or wherever you are in your life and you're changing, they're changing. Don't be so hard on yourself if they're not in your life later on, especially after a year of COVID. I'm saying there are so many people that you probably haven't seen for literally a whole, in a, like a year and a half in person. Mm -hmm. You might have only seen them on Zoom. You might be just texting them occasionally Instagram DMO like it's I love that picture of you but you might have actually not physically seen this person and people change especially during this like pandemic I feel like a lot of people have changed not their personality but the way what feels safe to them and so some people you know people you might have loved going out with might not feel safe going out with you anymore mm -hmm. might not feel safe socializing with you might have just very different views and that's okay and you just will find your new people but just, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to say without growing friends. Yeah, another thing that I'll add to that, mm -hmm. um, you're so right about the whole COVID thing, not having seen people in a long time. So just kind of give yourself some, like, grace when you're reigniting those friendships and, like, reconnecting with people. Um, in, like, the fall, if you're going back to campus or if you're going back to the office in the fall, whatever you're doing, um, because people change. And I feel like a lot of people did a lot of self, um, self like, growth work self-assessment and like reevaluation of like their values that kind of thing oh, yeah, so 100 if you don't like click with people anymore it's not a huge deal also especially for students like in college your freshman year friends are not necessarily going to be your lifetime friends and i feel like that's something people don't say enough i second that i second that 100 yeah i've had so many conversations mm -hmm. with girls being like yeah i met the this group on like the first day of the first week of university and i stuck with them for a little while and then realized that they are not they're just not my cup of cup of tea and it takes a lot of um guts to like cut yourself off i think sometimes um, because that can be really uncomfortable, like leaving your safe space. But from what I've, like the people I've spoken to and from my own experience, I think it can be really um, like beneficial long-term and really refreshing to like go out because people are constantly changing. Like the person you are freshman year might not be the person that you're gonna be sophomore, junior, senior year. Your goals are gonna change. Your values are gonna change. So give yourself sense. the room to like grow. And with that, we've had very different experiences. We went to different school, different yes. types of environments for schools. And so my experience, which is weird, we started off differently and kind of ended up in the same path, me and I. But when I went in, I met people, the first people I met, I became friends with. So mm -hmm. um, no, 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 the first people I met, I became friends with in that moment. And I kind of just latched on to a friend group, which honestly, I think individually those people are great. As a friend group, I did not click with that friend group. So I actually ended up meeting people kind of scattered throughout the semester in an anthropology class. I met one of my friends. I met another one of my friends in a public health class. I met a friend through another friend at a social. And then weirdly, we all came together and became our own friend group because we clicked and we had a lot in common. And I loved the, friend of, the group of friends I had. But in the moment when I first got to school, I latched on and realizing later it's okay, you're going to make, you know, you're gonna find your people. So I kind of was stressed about that at first.
Yeah, I feel like for you, you had a little bit of a different experience because I am not friends with the first people I met. No, yeah. I am friends. I'm confused now. You were you befriended them, but you didn't really stick with them. Exactly, and you stuck with your people for a long time. Yeah, I'm, I met a, a bunch of really awesome people. My Literally the first day, like orientation, the first few girls that I met, I became really close with. And I kind of stuck with them for a very long time. And we're not as close now, but um, that's okay. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But yeah, I we had very saying, different, yeah, you were gonna come into college. different experiences. And make friends differently. And yeah. it's okay. And it's okay to outgrow them. And it's okay to make new friends. Also, like, it's very much okay to not be in a friend group. I feel like people don't talk about that a lot. But going into this new, like, post-COVID era, I would say give yourself the room to kind of do your own thing um I feel like it's very also underrated people especially in college like don't want to be seen eating alone don't want to be seen like doing anything alone people are just like really scared to be alone and spend time with themselves or like just not be in a friend group and that kind of plays into our earlier tip about minding your business there's a lot of perks to not being in a friend group um, less drama less drama a lot more time to mind your business take care of your own stuff um, so yeah, I would just say, do figure out what works for you, do what works for you. Um, I was not really in a friend group in high school. I was more of a floater where I had like one very close friend. I was always jealous of floaters. Floaters, I think, because they have, have the best of, time. Because usually they're really friendly, so they have different friend groups, yeah. and they get to be part of the friend groups, but not be part of the drama. I they feel get like the, it's the best, best of both, both worlds. worlds. Okay, so we're on the you same page. Okay, yeah. So. No, that's so right. Floaters have it so, so good. Um, but yeah, that's our little tip for outgrowing friends. We're going to move on to number five, which is self-care. So self-care, what I consider self-care is intentionally doing something that you enjoy, that makes you relax, makes you feel relaxed, puts you in a space of, I'm going to say relaxation, just using the word relax a lot, but some, gets you excited for the day um, ahead and so just making time out especially when you're in the middle of the school year you feel like you're drowning in work you feel like you don't have time for anything that is honestly when it is the most important and when it is the when it is going to be super beneficial to you yeah um we don't really get taught self-care in like schools i think in this society the culture the work culture is like you want to the only way to be like a good student or a good employee is if you're like on the brink of death, no breaks, you're not eating. Like self-care is almost like looked down upon. It's so secondary to being productive. And um, I had to figure out as I got older, like what self-care looks yeah, like for me. What do you do for me? self-care? Oh, what do I do Tell for self-care? Us. That can be bougie and my, extra. No, not even. My night routine is a huge form of self-care for me. Um, you know, it varies from person to person, but like for me, getting my nails done is like my little like self-care, little treat, like spending time with myself. Definitely like working out, doing my hair, like pampering myself is very much self-care for me. Um, I would say like spoiling myself. It's self-care. Does that count as self-care? Honestly, yeah. Why yeah. not? It kind of goes with my definition. And I think for me, my what I do a lot of the times for self-care is watching a Netflix show. I feel like you've been doing, I do work constantly. It's like you're never stopping to do work and literally just putting my computer up. I don't have a TV. And putting on a show, a good show for 30 minutes, I'm like, I'm set. Obviously, my nails is great. My hair is great. I'll do 
a spa day once in a while for myself. And that depends too. Sometimes I do it myself and sometimes I get it done. I, I, I like both. Um, some people don't enjoy doing their own nails or doing their hair, so make sure you go to someone. But that is what gets me prepped and ready to take on the next day I need. And I, I listened to a podcast where they said it's important to do something for 30 minutes a day just for yourself. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's in a perfect world. But if you can make that happen, find one thing you enjoy doing once a day, you're setting yourself up for success. Yeah. And if that means you have to wake up 30 minutes earlier, I would say definitely oh, incorporate incorporate that's... that into your schedule. Okay. Anytime that I get up like an hour, extra hour early for work and I go to work, I ha- my day is like so much better. I'm in such a better mood, like knowing that I took time in the morning. I feel to, like, like calm, I get the opposite. I feel like really? I am grumpier and really? I'm more tired and I'm more likely to crash throughout the day. All right, well, figure out what works for you. Um, it's definitely definitely like based on you know who you are, what you need. Um, if you don't know who you are or what you need yet, start with the basics of self-care. Go see your dentist. Like I know some of you guys have not been to the dentist in like over a year. So I'm talking about myself also. I need to go see the freaking dentist. Me too. Um, go to your like physician for your like monthly checkup. If there's something wrong with you, like there's a mole growing like on your knee and it's been there for a year and it's getting bigger, like weird things like going on with your health or your body check it out go check that out like people really don't like to go see the doctor and like get stuff done because you know healthcare and like you know expenses and all that like it's not really accessible especially if you're in the u.s a lot of the time and as you get older maybe your parents aren't like doing that for you and you have to start training yourself early you guys to take care of your freaking selves i could go i'm really like really <laughs> okay, okay we, we get it we get it take care of yeah, yourself take care of yourself you because nobody no else is gonna take nobody care else you. is gonna do that for you Awesome. Yeah, so go see your dentist. I'm going to go see the dentist. Uh, The next thing we want to talk about is to look good, feel good. We have kind of gone off with this one. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about. So, me, I'm going to let you start because I know you had a lot you wanted to say first. Yeah. So, I am the kind of person who – well, for starters, like, I went to a high school where I wore a uniform. So, dressing up every day or, like, dressing to class – dressing up for class was not even an option but it's kind of not only was I trained like in high school to like be dressed up for class but also it's a cultural thing like our family's Haitian and the Haitians were you know Haiti was colonized by the French and the French are very like posh and put together and they're very just like why are you um, not wearing earrings why aren't you wearing exactly. a dress why is your hair not straight if we're around, why is it not put back and you know brushed and combed with yes. gel um, if we're around our family and, like, we're not wearing earrings, it's, like, a, it's a thing. They want like, you to look your nicest all the time. Yeah. So it's definitely a cultural thing also. But the thought of wearing, like, sweatpants to class is just I can't even fathom. Not only because I feel like it's kind of disrespectful to the teacher, like, being super dressed down. Um, I feel like you're just not going to be as productive. And that's not even just me saying, like, I feel like this probably, like, there are studies that show that the way that you look is going to affect your performance. Um, It's going to affect your attentiveness, your creativity. It's also going to affect the way that people treat you. Like, people will have um, biases towards those who look put together, look like they take care of themselves, um, like, in the workplace, in the classroom. So Compared to if you don't. Compared to if you don't. Yeah, I think for this one... especially after a year of saving outfits, not being able to go out, take those outfits that you've been saving. You're like, oh, I, these are my favorite shoes, but I've never worn them. I'm, I'm saving this dress for a special occasion. Wear that stuff. Yes. When you go to school, wear, if you have the time to put an outfit together before you go to, sc- before you go to sleep, 
make the effort to wear that because at the end of the day, what, after this year, you should have been taught. You never know what's going to happen. Nothing, you cannot take anything exactly. for granted. Like that occasion that you that. might wear that dress, just do it. That yeah. occasion that you were saving for your the nice outfit that you're saving for like the perfect weather, the perfect like occasion, like don't even. Today is the day, you know what yeah. I mean? Obviously, like don't wear a ball gown to school, but I'm saying that if there are, whatever, stop wearing those. I personally think that the, this is more for men. The athletic, athleisure wear has been in style for so long and switch it up. Really, I think that women love to see you dressed up, especially you guys that play sports at my school. Mm -hmm. When I would see a guy on a team, they're usually in their athletic gear or they're in their sweatsuit, whatever fit. And when one guy would decide to wear like a normal outfit that was, you know, his jeans with a nice t-shirt, whatever, it made such a difference. It made my head turn. I was like, oh, he's not in. What was he wearing? Exactly. Oh, what? The person? Yeah. No, this guy was just, he always was wearing the normal athletic, like he's coming from practice, fit all the time, like mm -hmm. morning, night, evening. And there was once once or twice where he actually put jeans on and a t-shirt, like a nice t-shirt. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh my God, you did the bare minimum, but it looks so much better. That's the thing. For guys, I feel like if you do the bare minimum, you're going to stand out so much. If you do a little like bit Like if more. you like get a haircut every two weeks, three weeks, like you're going to look so good and people are going to notice. And like Lauren was saying, like I think guys don't differentiate between their athletic wardrobe and their casual everyday wardrobe. It's kind of just one me mesh, like one, you know all meshed together so i understand if you're actually working out that day but if you're on an off day and you're not even stepping in the gym like you know maybe don't, don't wear like whatever you know the under armor like gear or whatever like um i would say go to like zara go to h&m pick yes, up please pick up like five to seven like nice tees polos button downs like casual stuff figure out what looks good on you and if you don't know if you have a sister ask her if you have a mom ask her dm us like dm us go on pinterest and put in like i'm a uh if you're a tall skinny black guy outfits for tall skinny black guys or just type in tall skinny black guys and look at the guys that pop up and look at what outfits that you like because you want to find something that expresses your personality um i personally like seeing really like simple just like um neutral colors you know that Basics, like like a classic like kind of european look but figure out what works what looks good for you and your body type and differentiate between that athletic and casual clothes and then for girls um my only thing would be as far as look good feel good i'm personally so tired of like the basic um black crop top and jeans and like um blue jeans like going mm -hmm, out yeah. i see that a lot yeah. too yeah i see that all the time i feel like it's the most basic outfit and i want to i want girls to like bring it like with this next phase of their lives like especially if you're young and you're in like a college environment where you can afford to like step out of your comfort zone oh bless you thank you try different styles like experiment with your clothes and your like fashion do it now while you're not in a professional environment and you can afford to. I agree. So. Mia has put, you know, she's just knocking all the points. Um, so that is what we want to talk about with look good, feel good. And the next topic is self-awareness. And I feel like with self-awareness, it's a lot of reflection and looking back at who you, who you 
are currently and what you want to be, especially during a new school year. Um, and so for me, that means I like to write down my goals throughout the year. I like to write down where, I think that's a great tip. You know, you're starting a new school year, even if you're starting a new semester, a new month, a new week, it is so important to write down your goals mm-hmm. and to physically put them in writing and mm-hmm. write them down because that will make a difference because you actually are consolidating what you want to get done and writing it down. I know this quote, it's like, if your goals aren't written down, they're just dreams or something like Ooh, that. I like that. Yeah. And so I write my goals down every single month, honestly. I will write out what I want to get done and do not limit yourself. I feel like that's so hard if you think your current reality or your situation is what it can only be and that's what it's going to always be and you can't ever... I'm getting really deep, but like, I guess... Don't, when you're writing your goals, do not limit yourself at all. I want to talk a little bit about my personal example. So when um, when I first got into college, I it was just so overwhelming with how many things were being thrown at me. So yeah, it was just hard to feel grounded. And in high school, I was really active on campus. I was part of so many different clubs, sports, organizations, mentor programs. Like I did it all in high school. I get to college and I was like, damn, there's a lot of options here. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to get figured out with the academics and the like how strict, or not strict, but how intense college academics can be. Yeah. So I didn't join. I realized I came back from my winter break and I was like, I have nothing for my resume. Like my resume had been popping before in high school. Get to college and I was thinking, I have nothing that I can put my first year down as things that I did, that I enjoy, that I accomplished. For my resume and I was like well I'm trying to get a job at the end of this at the end of college so I wrote down my goals of I want to figure out a club I like so I found big brother big sister I want to figure out a, you know a, a leadership role on campus so I became an RA and I applied for that I want to so I did the RA I did the peer mentorship I got a job on campus with the alumni association um, and I made sure to do a mentor program where I was mentoring people um, diversity, the diversity club. So there were so many things at first, at first I could not imagine doing, but I wrote down a list of like, I hear about something. Oh, that sounds like a cool club. I'm going to write that down and see how do you apply? Who knows it? You know, what's cool? What's not cool? What clubs are going to be good? Um, and you can apply this in any part of your life. If you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, when you graduate, you want to go to law school, what steps do you need to implement? What goals do you need to do? This is a lot, but what goals do you need to do and how are you going to get there? And don't hinder yourself from your own dreams. Dream big, whatever your situation is. You know, mm, dream big. I just want to say, like, dream you might think big. something is your only reality, but you never know what doors are going to open. You never know what's... Don't be your biggest... Don't be what's blocking you from oh, accomplishing I know that. this other quote. It goes, never be the person to tell you no. Like, go for the job. Go do whatever you want to do. And let other people be the one to tell you, like, oh, no, you're not good enough. No, we don't want you. Don't ha- be your own roadblock. So I thought that one was really good also. Um, those are all, like, very big points with being self-aware, setting goals. That's something I do as well. Um, my self-awareness tip would be to definitely be cognizant of your mental health, especially if you're a POC starting off in a PWI, um, for those of you, you know, going into an environment where you're going to be, um, you know, maybe a new environment, maybe there's not a lot of students who look like you or like, it's hard out there. That kind of thing. Yeah. Find a community. It can be very stressful It adds another element of like stress to the transition that's already stressful in itself. So I would say, um, find that, find the support that you need if you need it. 
Um, don't like bury, if you're feeling like lonely, if you're not feeling heard, if you're feeling like uncomfortable or that kind of thing on campus, like don't bury those feelings um, because a lot of universities, I wanna say most if not all, have systems in place and support and resources for you and you're paying for it to be there so you might as well take advantage of that. My first year coming into university, I was so uncomfortable. I literally just retreated into my shell. I became so shy. I was coming from an, a smaller high school, like all girls, and then I was stepping into a larger co-ed environment. And I was just so uncomfortable all the time. My anxiety was insane. And I didn't meet another POC um, from my, my class year, like a friend of color until like the sec end of second semester of my first year. In most of my classes, I was the only person of color. And a lot of the times I was just like, it was like one thing after another, like incidents. Like I'm getting emotional even talking about it, but like, wow. no, I'm not even kidding. No, thank you like, for sharing. No, I'm serious for people who are experiencing something similar to be yeah. like, find that support and find those people because yeah. it will make your experience. I'm so glad I like reached out to the services at my school. I got a mentor who was a POC. I had like, I, POC I stands for person like, of color. In case yeah, POC stands for person of color. PWI stands for predominantly white institution, which both our universities were. But um, I was shocked to, to experience all of the things that I did experience. And I wish that I had reached out sooner for help. Um, so I think that's a huge part of being self-aware is like the mental health aspect and like realizing what you need and then advocating for that, going out and getting the help that you need. Makes sense. Thank you, Mia, for sharing. And I, yeah, she's so right about all that um, to take advantages of the resources on campus are there for a reason. All right. So that was um, self-awareness. We're moving on to number eight. So this is fitness. Um, I think this is a pretty interesting one, especially for those of you who are um, new to like the university environment, because maybe for the first time, you're not actually like playing on a sports team or um, like whatever you used to do at home to stay fit, maybe you're not doing that anymore. Unless you're like playing D1 in college, with, which most people aren't gonna be, you're gonna have to for the first time like completely, you know, start from like ground one when you're setting like your start fitness fresh, routine. Exactly. routine. So I think we're both gonna talk about like how we came about to like what our routines are now yes. and like what our fitness experiences were like coming into college and before. So before college, I had very little experience going into a gym and using the actual equipment. My school did a lot of stuff in like a gym space where you'd be running around, but it was never, you know, using the Smith machine and using, you know, the different machines that were available. So I got to college and it was the most overwhelming thing. I did not step into a gym my first for freshman year at all to do to work out except for maybe cardio a little bit towards well, the, the end. Well, the gym is super intimidating. It's very intimidating. If you don't know what you're doing. And yeah, the weight room was the scariest thing. I did not go into the weight. Like I talk, it's a, it was an experience of, I had to build up the courage actually to go into those spaces. Yeah. And so building up the courage to go to the gym in the beginning, I mean, at the end of my freshman year, and then by my sophomore year, I had a friend who, she was actually, she was a senior. She was scared to go into the weight room, which is mostly male, mostly. Mm -hmm. We have a D3 school, so the athletes work out in the same space. That is something us. I think is crazy. I hate that. I absolutely Yeah, just, yeah. Her, the athletes at her school work out in the same facilities as everybody at else. At the same time. At the same time. So imagine you're walking to the gym. Maybe you don't know what you're doing. Maybe you do know what you're doing, but you see, like, an entire lax team, like, training. They're coming right into the gym. They're Before COVID, they're coming right into the gym, and they're using – you might be using the Smith machine. They're right next to you using Very it with five other guys. You know what I mean? And yeah. so – 
Um, I, it took me up until my junior and senior year of high school, of college to feel comfortable going by myself and doing it myself. But that's because I had, I knew my structure was good. Like I kind of questioned, I did, if I didn't know what I was doing, there's no way. But um, my advice for you guys would just be to make a gym buddy. That helped me. Um, both the times I got into working out and fitness, it was because I had, a, I had two different friends throughout college. One who was really into running and one who was more into like CrossFit. And they introduced me to the techniques, the lifestyle, and they helped me. Um, so if you are that friend, if you know if in high school you were on a team and you know how to do a lot of the use workout equipment and like the proper squatting techniques, all that stuff. If you have a friend who's interested, take some time out maybe and go to the gym with them. And also if you're that friend who doesn't know, find your friend who's really good at it and be like, hey, would you mind working like doing a workout with me? So find that gym buddy, hold each other accountable. But at the end of the day, if they can't go, don't blame it on them. You go yourself. Yeah. That was another thing. So that's my advice for you guys. Um, yeah, very good advice. I'm still on the whole, like, lax team in the gym thing. It's, it's scary. so intimidating. I used to be very scared of the gym. Um, before college, I didn't really go to the gym. I played, like, on sports teams at my school, and I was pretty active, but I never had to, like, put working out into my routine um, outside of, like, a team environment. So... I started off like just setting small goals, which I suggest you do if you're trying to get into fitness. Um, tell yourself you wanna work out twice this week, three times this week, and then figure out you know, where in your schedule it could potentially work. Give yourself you know, some leeway if things change. Obviously, like, your academics are a priority, but um, try to like you know stay consistent, and that's because that's the only way you're gonna see like changes or like you know build your strength up and that kind of thing. Um, my other tip is if you don't know what you're doing, guys, there is literally no excuse. We live in the 21st century. You have access to all these social media platforms, um, the internet, like Google things. Like we can figure this out. If I didn't know how to use a piece of equipment. The name of the of the equipment thing is like listed is like right there. So you just Google I would it. just Google it and I would watch a video of somebody using it, um, and I would just go from there. And especially when I was getting into lifting, I watched so many YouTube videos. I read so many articles about what studies say are like best to grow these parts of your body. Like all, just like do your research if you care. And if you're too lazy to do the research, do what Lauren did, make a friend who knows what they're doing and I couldn't go to the, do the gym research. with them. Not that I couldn't do it, but I did watch the video. No, yeah, yeah. And I still, comp I was lifting, especially with the uh, Smith machine. I was like, I still don't know the posture. I know they're telling me it, but it doesn't feel right. Yeah. Um, so having, you know, my sister, having my friends um, lead me through that. And I have friends who are really good at the actual technique of it so thankful and so they just helped me move through that and get comfortable to do it by myself yeah especially in college like if you can join like a club or intramural team that's great if you're um like school has group exercise classes or like something like that zumba, that, zumba, zumba like things that feel less like oh i have to go work out like try to make it fun even if you're literally just going for a walk like if you live on a nice campus, put your AirPods in, put on a uh, podcast or a playlist and literally just go for a walk or call your best friend and just chat with her or him while you're walking. Like do that every once in a while. Like it's going to feel so good. And it's so important. Like we we're talking about before taking care of your health. Nobody's going to do that for you. So, you know, start like, you know, setting those, those routines, especially if you're just starting college, set those routines early. Exactly. So the next thing I want to talk about is nutrition and diet, which is really important to me at least. I don't know about you, Mia, but I definitely gained the freshman 15 for many different reasons, but it is real. I actually gained the freshman 25, and I have Damn. a- Yeah. <laughs> I thought you knew that. Um, yeah. I have a whole YouTube video on it. It's like my most popular video um, on how I lost weight, but 
that is just because in college, there in my school, your food is good. My food is really good, and it's available twenty four seven. We have a um, we have an unlimited swipe plan, which means you can go in at any literally any time between like eight a.m. and eleven p.m. And there's you you have unlimited swipes. Mm. There is never a time you cannot except for between four to five. There is you can always get food, and so it becomes this like social event. It well, becomes, especially freshman year, it's very social, like eating and like being in the dining hall, like. That's when you're talking to, like, your new friend group of friends. Like, that's, like, you know, like, if you're trying to meet people, like, if you have midnight breakfast, my school has, like, a midnight breakfast or midnight snack. Every day. Um, on the weekends, like, Friday, Saturday. So that was a huge socializing thing. So when you're, like, meeting new people and everything. So I would say if you're, you know, trying to avoid the freshman 15, especially that first year, it's kind of difficult when you're trying to, like, socialize and meet new people. And you're always eating. And, and you're, you're always, always Yeah. Um... Also, like, especially for freshmen, I know a lot of this is geared towards freshmen, but it might be your first time away from home not eating, like, whatever your parents are cooking for you, and you're, like, deciding what to eat, um, which is why a lot a lot of people I know will start ordering food in a lot, um, maybe because you've never cooked for yourself, because mom or dad was, like, cooking, cooking it's for you for easier, school. though. Maybe it's easier, or maybe you don't even have a kitchen available, kitchen available which is really tough first year, like, not having... Um, like an oven, like stuff like that, like the basics. So do you have any tips for people who don't have access to like a fridge or like, maybe they have a mini fridge, but just like a kitchen in general, like that first year? Yeah, I think for that first year, my advice, oh, that's so hard, is just if you have, you want to keep food in your room that you like Mm -hmm. um, for those, at least when you're, those late night cravings, um, so something that's a little bit healthier. And for me, it just ended up being... Um, it was a lot of restriction because you're always in the dining hall. Like for me, every social event was for me in the dining hall around food. Mm-hmm. Um, but just not eating until you're stuffed. Um, a lot of times I just was like, I just kept eating and I got a big plate full of food. Luckily my school got rid of the trays, which you actually accumulate more food and you eat more when you get a tray. So I, but I would still fill my plate up and like keep eating. Um, and I also think that fried, eat the fresh stuff first before you mm-hmm. eat the fried. That was a big thing. I thought, if, oh, well, I'm having a, a, pe- a few slices of pizza, but I'm eating a salad. And mm-hmm. because I'm eating a salad, I'm healthy, you know? Yeah. It was, it was messed up. But um, that would be my advice. Do you have any advice? Uh, I think be smart about your snacks because having snacks in college is like so necessary. The vending machine is so tempting, I know. So tempting. And you're going to be, college is like everything is a rush. Like you're always going, going, going. And if you're in a rush and you don't have a chance to put together like, you know, a plate of like actual food and you have to grab something on your way out, just make sure that you have healthy options. Um, Whether it's like granola bars that aren't just like coated in sugar and chocolate, that kind of thing. Like get an actually like healthy granola bar. Um, have like a banana available, um, just like Luna Bar. There, Luna Bar is like good tasting, like healthier, healthier snacks. Yeah, um, maybe like tortilla chips instead of like potato chips. I feel like, like if you eat that, if you eat the food that's not that good for you, it's not like you're gonna feel amazing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not gonna feel amazing. I had a friend freshman year. She would go to the vending machine, buy out all the snacks, and that's what she'd have for breakfast mm-hmm. because she didn't want to walk over to the dining hall, um, and so figuring out if you need to go to the grocery store oh my god for breakfast exactly but really like your parents aren't there you're learning for the first time that first semester don't be so hard on yourself you will it will get easier yeah it will definitely get easier but um yeah and try to um 
try to like educate yourself about like nutrition and food i know it's like not that fun for a lot of people one book that really gave me a lot of insight that i loved is the book called skinny bitch i don't remember what the author's name author's name there's two authors they're both women and um i know the title is very vulgar you guys but it has a lot of good information it has a lot of good information not just because you want to eat a certain way to look a certain way yeah it's because of the industry itself it talks about the meat industry mm-hmm. and it talks about how the animals are treated it talks about um the poultry it just goes into the nitty gritties of your eating um yeah what you're eating and like the antibiotics that they put in the um animals, the animals. To animals. really quickly and how the udders of you know from cows from milking them for example those udders have um, are sort of blistered and sore that you actually have pus that's getting into your milk and you know, yeah. it's a lot it of makes you really not want to eat certain that you're kind of like why would I want to put that in my body um, yeah. so yeah, all the like is... steroids that they would put in the animals mm-hmm. um, it's like then going into your body so mm-hmm. it's not that appealing and I hi- highly recommend this book just because the writing is very much like a friend talking, um, a friend to, you, talking like, to you. Bitch, snap out of it. Get on your, you know, you're, like, you're yeah. better than this. You got this. So if you're trying to get into like health and nutrition, I would start with that book. Like and if you need more pages. recommendations, hit me up um, because I love reading about that kind of thing. So we're going to finish up. Um, do you have anything else to say about health and nutrition? No, I think, oh yeah, I just like, no, I think we covered it. I okay. think we covered it. Okay, so the last thing we're going to talk to you guys is expenses. Um, you know, life is like a sandwich. Bread comes first no matter what way you flip it. So that's I don't know what you mean by that. Bro, I've been on it with the quotes. Your bread? No, what does that have to do with expenses? Like money. Money comes either way? Your bread? Never mind. I'm not going to explain it. This makes sense, you guys, right? I don't Anyways, know. Anyways, um... There's so many ways, especially as a college student, that you're going to be spending money. It's ridiculous. One thing that I wanted to chat about today was the whole Uber situation. Um, I think a lot of students end up spending a lot of money on Ubers as a college college student. Depending if you're in a city with public transportation or not, but certain campuses, you are prone to be spending, what, $50, $60 on Ubers. Especially on like a busy night, like a Friday or Saturday night, depending on how far you're going or whatever. Um, my suggestion with that would be always travel, try to travel with a group. Um, and if you can take public transportation, try it. If you can walk, try that. If you can bike, try that. So much of our money goes to like Ubers and Lyfts, Lyfts as college students, especially in a city. And, um, if you're the one who's ordering the Uber, uh, because sometimes you don't really have any other choice, make sure that your friends and the people you're traveling with are accountable and you let them know, hey guys, like this is how much you owe me. Um, you know, this is my Venmo, this is my cash app. If you don't have Venmo at this point in time, you must be living on a rock somewhere. Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I didn't have Venmo my freshman year. Um, it was a newer thing. And I if also, you're going to college, download, yeah, yeah. T- t- make a Venmo account. Don't just have cash app. Yeah. Um, no one uses cash Not no one, but a lot of people don't have cash app. It's and, just really inconvenient. Um, I think what's really good is if you... Um, I think what's really good is if you have Uber and you're Ubering, you're the one doing it, it's okay to Venmo request someone. You know what I mean? Like, don't feel ashamed about it. I used to feel so, like, uncomfortable Venmoing requesting people. But don't do that. Like, don't feel I that way. I like it was rude. 
Yeah, but I feel people forget, which is annoying. Yeah. Especially when you're first making friends in college and you don't yeah. actually really know them. Um, so don't be scared to Venmo request anybody and do it ASAP. I had friends who would do it two, three weeks later and it kind of, not annoyed me, but I forgot about it. And I know Mia, you're the type of person that like, you want to get things done with. I hate owing people money. And so if I get in an Uber with you, I want to know how much I owe you and I want to Venmo you and I'm going to give you my phone right away and be like, put your Venmo in. Like, I want to, I don't want to forget. And then like, especially because I'm the kind of person where the morning after going out, I want to relax. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to text anyone. Um, and I certainly don't want to be doing math and calculating how much I owe you for the tip and the tax and blah, blah, blah. So if I can get that out of the way, right then in there, that is the best thing. And that's what I recommend. Like, Try to just, you know, take a picture of the receipt after you like go out to a restaurant with your friends mm-hmm. and send that in your group chat with everybody and be like, okay, this is it. Like everybody calculate, Venmo me. Yep, super smart. Um, the other thing I want to say with expenses in college is that your save your summer money oh, and yeah. that stuff is so important because you're going to go through it really quickly in college. Not only is tuition expensive, not only is our books expensive, like everything you do costs money. Um, and you want to be able to be participate with your friends and do things, especially if they're going out or eating out. Um, you guys, while you're living at home for the summer, please mooch off your parents. Like, let them support you. I'm the kind of person where I really hate taking money from other people and stuff like that. I, even, I know that they're, they're my parents, but I still feel like I'm at an age where I should be doing things myself. Um, but I try to force myself to be like, no, like, let your parents, like, buy your groceries, like, do things, you know, like, buy your back-to-school clothes. Like, if they're willing to, take advantage of people trying to help you because you want to save your money for when you're at university and you want to go out. Everybody's going to be that broke college student at some point. Like, you literally just can't avoid it. You're going to have those months or weeks where you are just so broke and you cannot go out and you cannot afford drinks. Um, so you want to avoid that at all costs. And my tip for that is, especially for students starting at my university, um, cause for example, her money goes mostly towards Ubers. Mine yeah. didn't like her. I could walk if I wanted to downtown, like it was super safe and really close. Um, or it's mm-hmm. a seven, $8 Uber ride and you share it with friends. So it's $2 versus hers is like, you know, way more expensive. So there are going to be different costs for different things. But what are you going to say about... Um, okay, my big tip yeah. is when you get to campus, get yourself a job. Yes. So many students have part-time jobs so that you have some spending money on the weekends. Um, don't delay. I know that students want to get adjusted academically, get adjusted socially, like figure out their college life but that and means then that get a your job. Time you're is wasting taking. time and other people are taking those jobs while you're like hanging out and trying to figure yourself out. So I would say when you get to college or even like the week before, literally if you're work study or if you're trying to just get like a direct hire position, email all the departments that you can. Talk to any upperclassmen that you know. Oh my gosh, talk to upperclassmen. Ask them where they have worked, where they suggest. Because some universities, like your university, you get paid a different amount depending on what work study job you have. But it depends on the university. So for example, my school freshman year, only people who qualified for federal aid could work on campus. So if you weren't working on campus, I mean, if you weren't qualifying, that means look for babysitting jobs nearby. Ask yeah. professors. They know, you know, do you, do you need any help with babysitting or um, dog walking or um, selling stuff on Depop, whatever it is. Um, so you might not qualify for it, but my school, you did have to you work know, study. Yeah. Uh, luckily, in my school, you don't. Um, for for someone in Lauren's situation where you have to be work study, find a babysitting position in the area where you can go for like 
a few hours on a Sunday or something or twice a week, something like that. Um, I have a friend who was work study eligible and she was like waiting because like her major and minor were really difficult. So she was kind of waiting to like get a job. Um, but she was always like, guys, I'm so broke. I'm so broken. We we're like, girl, I know what you need to like get on your work study job. Like start talking to people, start emailing people. Sis, we got three years into college and sis still had not found a job because Damn. it's like once you get the ball rolling on finding your job and like talking to people in departments, it gets so much easier. It's just like starting to apply like for anything, you know, mm-hmm. like you just have to start. It's the hardest part. And once you have your resume, you have some cover letters, like some experience behind you, it gets easier and easier. So that's my big tip for money. Um, do you have anything else to add as far as like how we can save money? Yeah, I just think with going out that gets really expensive super quickly i feel like everything else you can kind of account for but with going out you really it's like a big question mark that night like how much am i really going to spend yeah um so whatever you guys do i think sharing clothes if you got if you have friends who are close and you're comfortable doing that with i know there's the risk of something getting ruined or messed up um so never wear never, never borrow white but at the end of the day, I think sharing clothes for me saved the mo- like one like saved a lot of money from going so out nice. because you especially nowadays when you take a picture of something once and you can't wear it again with that mindset like we don't our, our society is kind of weird where it's looked down upon if you do that mm-hmm. so with going out clothes if you I had a, the, my one friend had a top from I am Gia I swear to God that top it was called this traveling top Sister of the sisters whatever top. yeah and so we literally wore it all the time and it was like a different girl different and it looks it all, different and it, yeah, it's different body, body types, types cool. different skin tones um our my group of friends and we would borrow clothes mm-hmm. we always had the rule you don't borrow something that's new and that helped a lot because mm-hmm. like you know it, we'd be like i haven't even worn that yet so mm-hmm. like you can't wear it so that was one of our rules but like just set your boundaries with your friends and then um you are definitely going to be set to go for that so like share tips share clothes if you can um yeah that's a big one for sure well yeah thank you guys so much for listening to our top 10 things um that we think are really helpful when going into a new school year or a new setting um that's just what we've you know our experiences with everything just remember that when you're listening to this podcast or watching this podcast you need book recommendations fashion recommendations questions whatever oh feel free to dm us um we love to chat and definitely tune in for the next episode which would be episode number five um we're super excited come out on wednesdays so anyway love you guys and um have a great rest of your day evening wherever you whatever you're doing whatever you're up to